Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact with yours truly, Kia Orion, the man who needs a new tagline and will hopefully have one for you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Right now, I'm coming to you live and direct from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, and I wanted to give you guys a life update. It's been a minute. I'm in my new place. I spent a month back in the States. I got a lot of things on my mind, some things on my head and my heart that I wanted to come talk to you about. And it's been just a hot minute since I've done these any one of these pods kind of life updates. And these are, like I say time and time again, as much for me as they are for you because the videos that I've been working on lately have been more, they are very much internal, like about Kia things, but I, I also am diving into social psychology and these are things that I'm hoping that they're also serving other people too, serving you. But these podcasts are 1,000% for me, even though I think some of these ideas might resonate with you. I want to just be very clear about that, that this is kind of my space for myself to work through some of these ideas and to just have timestamps. These are just little timestamps for myself in terms of what's going on in life to kind of see the progress, look back, see how far we've come and how far we have to go. And... Today, I want to talk to you about a couple different things. We're going to talk about life at home, how that went. We're going to talk about different projects that I was working on then. I'm still working on now. We're going to talk about first impressions of Rio. We're going to be talking about some really interesting, to me, concepts that I've been kind of thinking about working through, these different dualities of different sorts that I will hopefully dive into a little bit later on if we have the time. And yeah, I want to do like a brief, just recap so far of what life in Rio is like, Rio versus Medellin, first impressions, all that sort of stuff. And I'm excited. This isn't going to be anything super crazy. I have a lot of my mind, but I think I'll have actually a lot more for you next week because there are some adventures to be had this week that we'll be able to dive in uh, next week, I think, in a little bit more detail about those. But that's kind of the the brief rundown. And if you're down for that adventure... Vamos. So the first thing I want to talk about is my month back at home. As always, it's fascinating being back in the States just because I feel like every time I'm back in my home with my mom and my pop, I almost feel like I never left. There's something so strange about being in your childhood home again where you feel like almost like none of it happened. You know, I'm almost like, did I ever leave? You know, it's always just kind of it messed with my mind a little bit, but it's cool. And it was great to see mom and dad, big bro, his fiance, and just to have that kind of time. I th- I've talked about this before, but I think in terms of time, the way I like to think about it is that you can't have all the things all the time. Like you can't have like like the best, you maximize family and fitness and career and passion and romantic. It's like you got to let some things fall through the cracks, right? Because it's not, that's just what I'm learning is life is just a compromise always. And it's a give and take. And it's just not exact, it's not exactly um, having everything all the time, but it's about really finding what you want in that moment and being okay with, this is the 4,000 weeks thesis, something I'm working on right now is like, what am I okay with falling apart? And when I'm home, that's often my friendships, often my fitness kind of health because I'm just eating whatever, you know, with mom and dad, I'm not really super dialed in on that. I'm still working out, but it's not nearly the same as, you know, when I'm on my own. Um, my relationships, I don't I don't connect with people as much because I'm, you know, with mom and dad, but my career as well, like I, I don't do a ton of work. I just try to kind of keep things afloat, but 
it's the the trade off is spending that time with mom and dad, you know, spending that time with family with my bro, and that was that was really rad. We were able to spend a whole month. We went to PA. I did a little video on that. I dropped a while back, and a lot of just really rad dinners and conversations and walks. My mom right now is at a bit of a transition phase herself, so it was really cool to kind of see that and to be a part of that, to hold space for her as best as I could. I'm still learning how to do that. But my, since I'm going through such a transition myself, it was cool to kind of be in that with her a little bit and to see the way she's been going through hers and handling hers. And so we were just really able to kind of dive deep into some ideas around identity and leaving chapters of life and embracing new ones as scary and unpredictable as they might be. And so that was really cool, just being able to have those have those conversations with her and with my dad too, obviously, but he's, uh, he's been retired and happy as a clam doing projects around the house for a long time now. So it's just different, you know, he's kind of at a different stage in his life. So it's just the relatability is a little bit different, but it was really cool being able to spend time with him too. And just to, you know, eat good food, spend time with my mom and dad and kind of take that time away from my normal day-to-day life. So that was that it was upstate. I was able to go to the city for a couple of days before I flew out, saw some homies, and then bounced and went to Rio, which is where I am now, which is why I'm back to my grizzly baby, back on my health, fitness game, especially out here. I didn't, I'm doing a quick four, five, six week stint in Rio just because I was in Brazil earlier this month, not this month, earlier this year in Floripa, Florianopolis, and it was cool, but I wanted to give it another shot. Like I liked Floripa, but it wasn't my favorite. I felt like I kind of, it, it lacked some of like the city, the, that those kind of big city vibes that I often gravitate towards. And so I'd heard a lot about Rio. I'd heard a lot about Salvador and I figured Rio was a good place to start just to kind of check it out. I said, let me give Brazil another shot, see what it's about. And I've been falling in love with it. I think even more every single day. It really is. I'm here with a good buddy named Spencer He's a friend and also a confidant and also like a mentor. He's just a really rad guy that I've met in Chiang Mai like three, four years ago. And we just kept in touch. He's built this really cool, amazing business. And it's just really rad having that time. But we we, we catch up once in a blue moon. I'll be like, yo, I, I'm thinking about Brazil. He's like, dude, I'm going to Rio. I was like, yo, let's go meet there. So crashed with him the first few days when I got here. And... It's been cool to be just politicking, like getting dinner or lunch or going on hikes and stuff and just kind of bullshitting with him has been pretty rad. Like he he's just on his own wave in a way that really I think forces me to step up my own thinking and hold the mirror to myself in a different way that has been nice. It's been challenging, I think, being here in some ways just because it – just of where I'm at in my life. Like I don't exactly know kind of what I'm doing. I have these different projects I'm excited about, which I want to talk to you about, but um, it's been, it's been really cool just spending time with him. And he is, it feels like he does have a lot of clarity and he has this whole team that he runs, that he's the, that he's built this whole business that he's built. And so it's just cool to kind of see like what is available if you stick with something and build something over years. And so that has been, it's been cool, just very inspiring in a lot of ways, but couple projects that I've been working on since I've been here, since I finally got here, I had time to dial in. There are a couple. One is kind of top secret. It's not top, top secret, but secret-ish. I'm going to wait a week for it. The other one is 
this one that I've been doing on my namesake. So that's what I've been spending a lot of my time here in typical Kia fashion. I got here, I'm like, cool, new city, let me double down on my work. Um, and it's all about my namesake, Kia, the woman who I got my name from. And when I was home, I did a, I shot a lot of video of my mom. I sat down, we had an interview. I did some interviews with my dad. And I shot a lot of like, I went, we went through old uh, photo albums and old audio tapes. And I found this big box of cassettes that my mom had taped. I'd forgotten about of us growing up. Then I'm starting to work like on getting those digitized so that I have that footage. Because it's pretty crazy to think about like, it's like my life, it's my entire childhood in a cardboard box. Like it's my life that fits in like this like tiny cardboard box in these little mini VHS tapes. I'm like, bro, this is, I need to get these digitized. Like some water damage could, could take away all those memories, which is kind of nuts. But I've been working on it, getting some of those done. I wasn't able to get all of them. I'll hopefully get the rest when I go back home next time. But those projects have been really powerful, like diving into those, diving into family stuff. I know I brought up a lot of stuff with my mom, which I kind of felt a little bit bad about because I know it was really hard on her. <clears throat> but it was just really interesting going back, kind of watching those videos. My mom videoing me and my big bro when we were little and just really inspired me. It just like gave me some new perspective on my mom and everything that she went through to raise us and some of it was really beautiful. Some of it was kind of heartbreaking just because a lot of it she um, – you could just tell, you know, she was like my age or younger than my age taking a lot of these videos. And she's – you know, they don't have – my parents, they didn't have much money. And so it's just you can tell it's hard and she's just trying to make it work and has these two little baby boys that are just kind of nuts and just makes me respect the shit out of parents in general and my parents too. And – so that's been really cool. But getting all that together when I was home, I was just kind of like getting all those materials and resources together, shooting a lot. And then I, I got a drone. So I was like learning how to fly a drone and um, taking a lot of shots too that I knew I would hopefully be able to use. And so that's what I've been kind of working on this last week, not on Mario, is working on this little documentary. And I finally got like a finished first draft today. It's still these filmmaking, making these mini, mini movies – it's still so hard for me. It takes me so long because there's so much to learn. And I'm excited to someday. I have an editor right now who helps with my YouTube videos. But because this was so personal, I wanted to kind of do it myself. But it's cool being able to see my progress through these little projects I'm working on and also being able to see where I'm still falling short. But it's it's cool to finally put together like a little video i realize how much i like these and and also just really falling in love with the writing still like how much i enjoy writing these little scripts and the narrative pieces and the the monologues in between all of that has been pretty pretty cool just just i get excited thinking about writing and learning about writing and becoming better at writing and all of it but i'll be releasing those pretty soon and obviously since i'm here i'm kind of back in work mode and so i'm back to the one a week one video a week that I've been working on, going to dive more into like some social psychology stuff, kind of a mixture between Kia stuff, social psychology stuff. And Rio in general, outside of work, you know, I got my own spot finally, which has been cool. Um, so what's Rio like? Rio is, Spencer said this, and I'm going to steal it. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm going to keep saying it. It feels like you built a city into Jurassic Park, which is just super cool. It's like there's lush greenery, these big mountains, these big rock mountains that jut up into the sky. There's this old city. There's like the, the part of the city that's, that's like 
the downtown central area that's like old and a little bit falling apart but it's like this mix between old and like religious structures and also kind of new downtown business structures and then there's this whole beach area which is where i live is this long stretch of beach there's copacabana ipanema and then leblon and it's like this big stretch of beach and i love it because there's a big boardwalk like i said i don't love being in the water but i love being near the water and so the boardwalk's really nice, but then there's also this city part right here where it's like just these big wide streets and trees and lots of, it's just very green and there's like vultures flying around and it just feels like a city, but you're also built into nature in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. There's pieces of it that also remind me a lot of Medellin, kind of Kia's hot take is it's like Medellin, but with a beach because the the weather strikes me similar it's kind of similar even though it's more humid here i'd say i'd say probably hotter as well but the people are very kind the infrastructure is great everything's wireless you pay with card it's that's pretty seamless there are a couple things that have been driving me a little crazy like you need a cpf which is like a brazilian identification number to like do a lot of things which has been kind of a pain in the ass but it is what it is um but yeah, it's been it's been really cool, and the Portuguese is still kind of kicking my ass. I'm still learning. I'm getting there a little bit, you know, poco poco. But that's probably the hardest part. Is I just feel insecure, like not in terms of like personally. I mean, still do there too, but working through that. But like insecure in terms of like I don't know how to move yet in the city, uh, especially because my Portuguese isn't great. I don't know what to do necessarily in certain situations. And so I don't know like the the parts of the city well enough yet either. I'm getting there, but there is this this thing that just takes time in the city where you kind of learn how to move in it and learn the almost the language of the city. And I'm still I'm still kind of in the ABCs version of that. But getting down the neighborhoods, doing some exploring, it's been. I've been really falling in love with it, to be honest with you. Like it's a place that I could totally see myself. It's the most I've ever paid for an apartment. Um, Ever. I just realized that. I was going to say since nomading, but actually ever. It's the most I've ever paid for an apartment. I'm paying 800 a month for this joint. The last time I paid close to this was when I was in West Philly for one bedroom. I was paying 750 four years ago. Pretty crazy. And then it was in Thailand. It was like 230 bucks. A lot of places in Mexico and Vietnam were like three, 400 bucks. Um, in Medellin, it was 500. And we took a big jump up here because I knew it was just a month, month and a half. Um, I wasn't sweating it too much. So I said, I'd rather my own place, place where I can work. I like to cook. Let me spend a little bit more and actually enjoy my time here. And it's been really cool. Also the people, man, like just to talk about people in Rio real quick, very kind, very, I like the culture because I mean that in terms of like the Samba and yes, that's very rich. That's something I want to talk about, but just like the vibe of like, it's like a tank or it's like topless beach shorts and flip-flops kind of a culture. And I love that because that's kind of like my natural habitat. Like I prefer less clothing if possible and like flip-flops. And if you wear that Medellin, you're just – you're like a, definitely you feel like a gringo if you're wearing flip-flops. Just not a lot of people do it. And so it's cool here because it's just more my vibe like stylistically. Like I can just go out not wearing a shirt, flip-flops and, and shorts on and it just kind of works. And also one interesting thing about the culture here, at least in Rio, is it's so mixed that you have such different 
shapes and sizes and colors and textures to the people like the it's just it's so cool like the people are so different looking everybody kind of has their own vibe and you can tell it is kind of this big sort of melting pot as well here once i'm gonna fix my camera because i feel like it's getting a little bit dark um and so because that too I'm like falling in love every five seconds. Like the women are absolutely gorgeous. It's different than a Medellin type of gorgeous. I think in Medellin, it's almost like the LA kind of of like Latin America where it's like they're gorgeous, but in this kind of perfect way where they kind of have a look to them. Often the Paisa ladies, which I still adore, but there's something about these Brazilian ladies that is, it's, it's cool. Like it's just, it's different. They, uh, I think for me, it feels a little bit more natural sometimes. And obviously, these are broad generalizations. But um, there is this beach culture, too, around fitness. So there's just a lot of this kind of like a badass, like cool thigh, cleavage tat, like um, women that I just feel like probably are like black belts in jiu-jitsu and could kick my ass. And there's just something cool about this sort of like this this culture of fitness and and it's it's very charged sexually like i feel it like in my like in that kind of like reptilian part of my being i feel like just very charged sexually here i it's very tangible and i think part of it is just this being in nature you know that kind of nature vibe and it's outside and it's the it just feels like very primal and i was talking about buddy spencer about this too he was mentioning that with the samba He's been out a lot more to go see music and shows. You know, I'm kind of a sensitive soul, so I, uh, I'm a little bit more sensitive to crowds and live music these days. I've been to a couple things with him, but he's been, like, out and about really seeing it. And he's just talking about, like, the dance and how it's, like, just very primal, and that makes a lot of sense to me. There is this almost, like, carnal energy to, like, in the... It's like in the in the air is almost like charged with it that you can feel it, which is it's hot. It's hot. It's I, I really like it a lot. And I think it's kind of awakening something new in me since I've been here. So that's my hot take on Rio, um, at least for now, after like a week and a half, two weeks here. Um, I've been boxing. I got a boxing trainer. I went to a boxing gym with a trainer that was not cool. I think it was actually a previous UFC fighter. And he was just like really mean. And I was like, this is not dope. And then I found this other trainer who's actually from Uruguay. So we actually spoke Spanish. So it was really nice. We could speak Spanish. And he was super cool. Um, and so it's been really rad. Like just being a take. Everything's more expensive here. So I'm only doing a couple boxing classes once a once or twice a week with him. Found a little gym. I'm back in my little routine. Um, still getting used to the food and cooking and kind of, you know, getting that dynamic. But we're getting there. And it's a place that I could really see myself here. Like once I have a little, I think it's at a different price point than where I'm at right now. But I think once I have more, more bread, it's definitely a place I could see myself. It is a little... It's a little tough sometimes with that always in the back of your mind, like the danger piece. I haven't seen anything. I haven't had any problems, but I'm just much more aware of it here. And so that is something to take into consideration that I normally don't think about as much. Even Medellin, maybe it's because I know the city better, but that has been, it's like just a little, a little, uh, I won't say annoying, but it's, it's, it can be a little bit. I can just take a little bit more mental bandwidth, I think, than I'd like. But that's something I guess I'll learn. Learn how to roll and rock with. 
Next, a couple things I want to talk to you guys about just in terms of where I'm at, what I'm thinking about, and some concepts before I get you out of here. There are some pieces that I've been that have been going through my mind, things I've been working through, ideas, things I want to make videos about. One is this first one of like, you know what, I'm not even talk about that because I don't want to take too much of your time today, so I'm going to table that probably for next week. Two different dualities that I've been thinking about that I think are fascinating. The first one is freedom versus meaning. There's a rad, there's a girl named Emo who I think is super cool. I met her in Chiang Mai. She's from the UK. And this other dude um, who I'm not sure if he wants to shout out, so I'm not going to mention, but we have like a little, a little, well, we'll, we have a little kind of text thread going where we'll toss ideas around about different things. And the one that we were talking about recently was freedom versus meaning. And I think for me, that like nailed it on the head was that those things almost always to me feel like they're in direct conversation, conversation and competition where I'm always, there's always kind of a trade-off between those two, freedom versus meaning. And before I left the the states me and my bro kind of butt heads on something i there was there was and there was something i did that he didn't agree with and it came down to be we were able to talk about it and kind of chop it up and you know he was he was upset about it and understandably so but i was able to kind of see i think after we chatted how how we just kind of move through life differently as men in terms of priorities, what, 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 who we make priorities, others, ourselves, the dynamics of those things. And I, and I think part of that for me, here, I'm going to fix my camera one more time, is this, it comes down to this freedom versus meaning conversation where I, I want to spend more time at home with my folks, but I also am drawn to the freedom of being out and about and by myself and the same reason why i don't have a partner right now same reason why i got a vasectomy like there maybe there's some like peter pan stuff going on there like never wanting to grow up type shit i'm still kind of working through thinking about but that freedom for me is kind of my currency you know that's the way the reason that i travel so light that's the reason that why i do a lot of what i do is because I like that almost like light touch. I like being able to kind of dip in and out. And I think, I really think this is inspired by almost dying last year and before my life and with this blood thing. Like, again, how's, so another thing I like thinking about, how's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, the best thing that's ever happened to you? And I think having this like blood problem that feels, that does feel at times limiting, that does make me feel very aware of my mortality, that, I just like having a light touch on the world. Like it really helps me keep things in perspective rather than, and maybe this is me playing small, but rather than me like me trying to achieve greatness, it's more like this life is so incredibly finite and delicate and beautiful and tragic that how can I really just be here briefly and enjoy the time and not need it to be anything more than that. And also not need to live forever how do I make the most of my time? How do I live in integrity with myself and the planet and 
like just live very simply. I think that's inspiration from my dad. You know, that's definitely like um, probably like shrapnel from like my dad's way of thinking growing up with him, you know, being very minimalist. But I just, I feel the same way, at least at this point in my life, you know, even about relationships and, and stuff. I, I, I There's almost this responsibility, maybe this is the piece of like having kids where I feel scared to have kids because I then, and we've talked about this before, this is a recurring theme, obviously, that I, in my mind. I think it's like, it almost makes it harder for me to let go so easily of this life. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's not. But I like I like the idea of not needing to cling to this existence so desperately. The like every action hero movie where like his family gets captured and he has to like fight tooth and nail. I like the idea of like when is my time just being able to be at peace with that, however that is, and just and just being here gently in a way. Um and the almost the deeper my my I feel like having kids for me it makes it like concrete, like then I really I can't leave as easily, not even location, but just like the world and just it almost feels irresponsible to me in a way just because of my blood shit. So that's something I'm obviously still working through, but I just like this kind of like um, more fluid approach to life. I think of it like death being very always kind of on my mind, always very close to me, always kind of there on my shoulder that I like this idea of it being um, – very easy to let go of this existence in a way. Don't tell my mom, but that's just kind of how I how I like to live and just kind of approach things. Um, and, but because of that, I think that that gives me a lot of inspiration to want to go do things and make the most of this and live hard and and be you know live fully and not necessarily in the fully of the like I'm out clubbing every night because that's not my vibe but and like loving and getting heartbroken and making art and writing and being messy and just kind of like just this whole experience just being I feel like I'm both so in life and so often I feel like I'm so distant from it almost like I'm an outsider kind of watching everybody else live a life that I just, I think that's one reason why I like making art about it. Like why I'm so inspired to write and make these videos about the human experience because I so feel, so often feel like I'm an outsider looking in on what, what I wish I were like more human in a way. I heard this really good joke recently, this comic where he was like, you know how you come to those web pages and to verify they have you check that thing. That's like, I'm not a robot. He's like, I just go to another website. <laughs> and I was like, that makes so much sense. I was like, that's how I feel too. You know, I just feel like I'm sometimes just like peering, like kind of observing what life, what what life is for most people in terms of just like drinking and enjoying time out with people and like dancing and going to shows and, you know, spending time just like watching movies and bed, like these, these things that just feel like very normal life that for some reason I have a really hard time finding myself being able to do, you know, outside of this kind of like very rigid structure of this kind of framework that I've built for myself that is very robotic in a way. But I think it's because, I mean, I've, I, this might even be on some like teenager therapy shit. Sorry, Popo's out. Um, of feeling just kind of like an outsider in a way and, and always getting along better with like the, the misfits and you know, the rebels and stuff and that just, uh, I like being different and, and, and 
I think that helps in a way create better art because there's this kind of constant friction between wanting that so badly and not being willing to do what's necessary to get it, which also seems to be another reoccurring theme I'm kind of brushing up against a lot lately at this point in my life. Um, And so all of that is basically in this container of freedom versus meaning and balancing those two things, which comes to another point, and this will be the last one, and then we'll wrap this up, I promise, is this other point between it's another kind of duality just things that i like to think about in conversation together are novelty and productivity and for myself there is this i'm finding this balance for myself between novel experiences and productivity in terms of i need to actually probably find a better word than productivity but but Needing those new, needing something new and, and fun and shiny, and then also being in a kind of my routine. And part of that is like with the travel, like, well, I like to be in Rio, or Medellin, any of these places, but then also kind of have this lifestyle that I, that I can fall back into. And at the same time, still keeping it exciting, right? Have, making time to go on adventures, making time for going on hikes, going to little towns, going out to, I, I, you know, just having experiences, but in places that I'm in for longer periods of time. So that way I can, I feel really good, I think, as in sometimes that uh, workaholic mode, I really like that. I just like to make things. That's almost like therapy for me is to create things, videos, content, um, music, whatever. I just like, I just feel like I'm, I've got a, a lot to feel and I like to express those ideas. And so I need routine in order to really lock into those those times. So the whole month that I was home, I I made like one or two videos. The last week since I've been here in this apartment, since I got my place here, I made two, and they're like some of the best things I've made. So it just goes to show you, like when I'm locked in, like I just feel really good, and I'm just about it, and it's exciting, it gives me energy, but also not getting so locked in into the routine that months just slip by on the calendar, and your life kind of gets away from you. And I feel the same way, honestly, with women, with like partners as like this, this contrast between novelty of having somebody new, falling in love. And then also, again, I guess why productivity isn't a great piece, but also like the beauty of the routine, you know, finding somebody that you can go deeper with and it feeling more normal and it feeling maybe a little bit less like spark and exciting and a little bit more kind of simple and, um, yeah, we'll go with simple. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot too is kind of how those two things often, this novelty productivity piece kind of often are, it's hard, they almost are mutually exclusive often in my life and kind of finding this balance between travel and routine that has just been interesting, especially being here in Rio, like how I love it here, I want to make the most of it. And so it's this constant conversation with myself of, do I go out and go to this event with my buddy Spencer? Do I stay in and work on this thing I really want to work on? Do I go out and try to meet a lady while I'm here? Do I just, you know, be on my celibate monk mode, not take advantage of that and just really get dialed in? It's like, it's always these, you know, it's just a compromise. It's always this give and take. And I have been trying to push myself to go out more, like to 
I haven't been on the dating apps in ages. Like most of the time I've been met I haven't been on there. And so I was like, let me go back on the apps. Let me try to date a little bit since I'm only here for five, six weeks. It like I'd be cool to find a, a Brazilian girl, help me with my Portuguese. And I think that there's a piece about that that time transfer of like hanging with ladies and novelty and things and also like being in integrity with myself and working on my projects that's always this thing it's just that monk mode is so natural for me that celibate monk mode chastity belt nothing i'm in the zone thing that again i'm always it's always this push and pull between those two of like is this am i am i doing this like is it because i feel like i should or is this what i really want but it it's never super clear for me you know those are those are questions i often just find out just from doing it not trying to intellectualize it too much so i maybe have a little something going on in that regard that i'm going to put on the back burner for a little bit for maybe another conversation for another time because i've taken uh a lot of time from you already today and I appreciate you tuning in. As always, if you're curious about Rio, Medellin, the videos, I've been having a blast making these videos. Thank you so much if you've been tuning in for the support around those. Like, it's been cool. Everyone, I'm trying to get better. It's always experimenting. Me and my editor tossing around ideas. Me trying to take on more of the editing myself, doing my own videos in between, shooting more. It's just been a real rad adventure and learning experience. And it's been fun. It's been incredibly challenging. But... It's, uh, it's been exciting too. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Thank you all for tuning in as always. It means more than you know. Your check is in the mail. I appreciate y'all. Peace.